Hey guys, today's episode is with Lisa. Lisa Arihara is the owner and artist of Alette Studio, a strategic branding design studio for ambitious entrepreneurs, coaches, and bosses who are done with that blah and generic. An MBA turned creative, Lisa creates handmade designs with purpose and is passionate for visual storytelling that has a clear strategic direction. She's a mom of two based in LA, and when she's not working with her clients or running around with her kids, she's learning how to read astrological charts and tarot cards. In this episode, we are going to be talking about all things branding. And guess what? Lisa's on my team, so I'm proud to introduce Lisa. Enjoy. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world and seen it all. I coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Woo Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. Hey guys, it's Carissa, and I'm here with my good friend, Lisa, from Alette Studio. She actually is one of my team members. She does all my designs. She's my virtual assistant. She did all my Carissa Wu photography branding, even do some copywriting for me. You do all my designs. You do all my sales pages. The list goes on and on and on. So here you go, Lisa. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So um, like you said, I'm the owner and founder of Alette Studio. We're a strategic creative studio that's, we really do like branding um, and illustrations for entrepreneurs and ambitious sort of like creative females, essentially. Um, And like you were listing, you know, I have come from this sort of past life as a digital marketing specialist. Um, And so I have this weird, like, eclectic resume where I can kind (laughs) of do a lot of different things. Um, I was a copywriter. I was a web designer. I was, you know, heading up marketing for Disney, um, all of that. So whether it's websites or setting up process or managing projects um, and also graphic design, yeah, um, I could kind of come in and help folks out and um, love do working with branding. I love working with graphic design and yeah, just like making people's lives a little bit easier, essentially. So what would you call yourself now? I like to say that I'm like your designer friend, right? Like when you have that sort of designer friend who could do stuff for you, you don't need to call 500 different specialists, right? Like I think today it's very like trendy almost to niche down and have that very specific thing that you're good at, which is amazing too. I think that it's fantastic to have specialties and sometimes, you know, you need a specialist for certain jobs, but there's a season of your life kind of like me right now where when I go grocery shopping, like I wish I could go to the Japanese market for my meats and, you know, uh, like whole foods for my produce or even farmer's market for my produce and Trader Joe's for my snacks. But like, I don't have time for that. And honestly, I just need to go to one place, get all my stuff, like go to Target, like get everything from toilet paper to applesauce for my kid. And I'm kind of like that person too, like a one-stop shop essentially. Like if you need design, if you need help managing your project, if you need to design a workflow, I could sort of do beginning to end for you. 
That's actually a really good sum up for you. <laughs> I really did not explain you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's my thing, and I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. One stop shop, Lisa. <laughs> One stop shop. Yeah, come on down. I guess we'll back it up a little bit. Um, how did we meet, me and you? Me and you met back in, um, I think, like three, four years ago. I think um, I started out this whole sort of creative journey within the wedding industry. So I was doing greeting cards as well as invitation design, uh, stationaries, mm-hmm. and then also um, chalkboard art and stuff. So still doing design stuff, but specifically within the wedding space. And did we be like at a style shoot? Or like a, or like I think a, we met at Rising Tide Tuesday. Rising Tide Tuesday yeah. together, right, right. The local um, wedding pros sort of meet up, and yeah, that's still who I like to work with personally. The wedding industry folks, I think, not only are they one passionate, they're also yeah. crazy talented usually, and yeah. like. They have a design eye, even Mm. if they're not a designer, like, you know, whether it's your photographer or your event planner, like you need to know what looks good. And you would be surprised how big of a difference that makes when you're working with a designer. Like if I'm working with someone who I need to explain design to, like that's really, really difficult. So I love that like wedding pros already come sort of pre-qualified with that design muscle already because they already know what they like. They already know what looks good and what, you know, they're looking for. Is there other people that you used to work with that were just clueless? Some of the small businesses who are not sort of visually oriented, right? Like, you know, the mom and pop shops or um, an accounting office, for example, is a good one. Where, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's not their forte, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, they're very good at other stuff, obviously. Like, I don't trust me with my taxes, but they've got that covered. <laughs> yeah, I was very impressed by when I met you at Tuesdays Together. You actually or um, there was a spotlight on you and you were just describing like the branding process where where we are going to get into a little bit later after I asked you a couple quick questions. So your viewers, the viewers are going to, should be excited for this one um, coming up because your brand is your everything, right? Yeah. I mean, I like to talk about branding almost like a personification of you, right? If you're talking about the logo, the logo is almost a person's face. And then the messaging is the things that you say. And, you know, even what you wear, the way that you carry yourself, like that's what branding is. So it really is your everything. It's your business personified. And that having something that's professional, cohesive, you know, that's easy to understand, I think makes a difference between looking ready to rock and roll to, oh, like, do they even know what they're doing? Yeah. I mean, a question, good question for you is how would you describe your brand? My brand is definitely me, like, put into the personification of the business. So I don't try to pretend like I'm this super professional, you know, like expert. I'm going to like teach you something because I'm so like smart. You know, I I can only talk the way I talk. I only interact the way I interact. And I think that really helps to get the point across that like this is what you're going to get, right? And um, I try to be consistent with that. And, you know, knowing that that my clients are looking for someone who could be their friend, like the whole designer friend thing is even part of my branding too. To know that like I'm not 
you're professional. I'm not like, you know, this specialist is going to come in and like fix stuff for you, but I'm going to be here right here with you next to you and doing the work together. And we're going to make something together. Yeah. I mean, you've been there for me every step of the way. You were (laughs) super quick and just super to the point and you get stuff back to me quick style. um, (laughs) And you have two kids just like me. So I don't know. I think kudos to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think once you once you get a kid, like you have to figure out how to time manage or you'll just not get anything done ever. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a certain time management tip that you could give me or the viewers? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if it's a tip because I – well, the one tip that I can give is keep trying different things and figuring out what works best for you and not just for you but for you at that time because – you know, kids change every single day where a tip that I could have given last week is not going to apply today because my son, he is going to be three in September, but he is a different person every day. I feel wow. like he's into different things. He's, you know, changing all the time, like the time of day that he needs me or wants me. So I think being flexible, understanding, you know, that this is a phase in your life and um, that you're just going to get you done where you can get done. But one thing that I will say that always helps me is making lists, um, okay. physical lists. Um, I have a planner, um, a real paper and pen planner, and I write down like brain dump every week of what I want done that week, both professionally and personally. And I kind of just use that as my brain in real life because my brain in my head is just so all over the place sometimes. Yeah, creative. <laughs> yeah, like so I need to be able to see that and go, okay. And then I have this system of, you know, moving things over, prioritizing the top five and not being too greedy about what to get done that day. And yeah, just starting everything with that paper and pen list. And I got to say like you and people have vouched this for as for you to talk about you is that you are, you seem very like stress-free. Yeah, you're very easygoing. Yeah. Uh, you're down to earth. Um, you know, Lucas could be running around naked and oh, hitting you. He's always <laughs> you're naked. Just yeah, kind of always... like, don't bet an eye. Like, you yeah. just kind of roll with the punches. So, yeah, a lot of people have said that about you in, in the industry, and I feel the same way. Oh, that is so nice. That's, yeah. that's so funny and also like such a great compliment because that's definitely something that I strive for. I'm That doesn't come supernaturally for me and it is something that I've had to work at to keep my sort of like anxiety or my sort of perfectionism and, you know, all of these like controlling tendencies in check. Yeah. Um, and so that's it's really nice to hear that it's manifesting and at least other people think that about me, even though I don't, I still don't really catch up to that <laughs> myself. I'm like, oh, I could be a little better. No, totally. And it, I hope it manifests to me <laughs> as your friend. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you this question. I ask it to all my um, interviewees, but I call it my woo factor. Um, what makes me stand out? So what is your Lisa Let Studio factor about you? What makes you stand out? Yeah, I love this question. Also, like, I don't know if I've ever told you, but I love that you call it the woo factor. Like, so cute. Um, (laughs) But anyways, so I think that I come from a kind of unique perspective because I am this weird sort of left brain, right brain hybrid. Mm. Okay. Where, you know, um, in my past career, I was, you know, doing the whole digital marketing thing. And so I was, I had to be very strategic. I had to be very analytical, like data driven, you know, like 
you don't get to be that sort of creative in that job. You kind of just need to make sure that things get done. And, you know, as a result, like Excel spreadsheets are my love language. I love making reports and, you know, the whole, <laughs> like um, the good Asian, nerdy high, like, yeah, nerdy um, math thing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm an artist and I love my office looks like a paper tornado had hit it um, at all times. <laughs> it's so messy. And we were just talking about my brain that's all over the place too. So I get to sort of approach a project with both of those hats mm, on. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I kind of get to see, you know, okay, well, what's what's the strategy here? Like, how can we make it pretty, but also smart? Um, and I think that that's something that is, that not everyone sort of does. I feel like, you know, you we lean in a little bit more to one side or the other. And I just can't let go of either because I'm too greedy. Yeah. I mean, why <laughs> does your brain still work after two little kids? Because mine doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, it's just for work. I think we were talking about this one yeah. time too. Like it, when it's work mode, it turns on. And other than that, I'm just like, I think I asked my husband the other day something like, wait, are tortilla chips made out of tortillas? Like, do you fry tortillas to make that? And she, You're just like, in some moment. Yeah. Oh my God. He's just like, yeah, but like, oh, well, I just never really thought about it. Like my oh, brain hilarious. doesn't have capacity to think about Trivial things like we're tortilla. <laughs> no, I, I still breastfeed and um, I am not high at the moment. <laughs> You're just chill. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I wanted to ask you one more question and um, before we get into our hot topic of the day, um, what was your favorite job? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, it's one of those really cliche answers, I think, where I'm gonna say, oh every project that I do is my new favorite. But um, this last project that I worked on with Go Little Tokyo, um, it was an activation for a community initiative to get people to come to Little Tokyo because they got really hit um, pretty badly with COVID, like the small businesses, mm. the food, um, restaurant industry, what have you. And um, my friend works there and she um, asked me to do their branding essentially. So from illustrations to um, merchandise design, we did enamel pins, we did tote bags, um, we did all of these illustrations that went on a bus, banners, you know. And so, wow. yeah, so I, I went to one of the events this past weekend and Little Tokyo had a bunch of my illustrations on it, which was really, really cool to see it in real life. Aww. Yeah, like. I, wow. I love seeing um, my stuff in the digital space too. Like every time um, one of my past clients like posts the stories with their sticker that I made them or, you know, their branding, I'm like, oh, and get a little giddy. But it was something really special to see it like actually tangible in real life. What did they print it on? Like, yeah, um, yeah. So, they, so one of them was a bus. It's a bus decal that's on um, one of the buses that are roaming around in uh, downtown LA. And then they had a banner, like a big one that goes on the street. Um, they also, because it um, was this sort of event, uh, Delicious Little Tokyo, which is this summer event that they do every year to try um, get people to come out and like eat all the delicious food in Little Tokyo. They had this like event backdrop, yeah. like a um, step and repeat wow. kind of thing. And so I took a picture in front of it yeah. um, with my babies and saying wow. like, oh, I made all of these. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's really your like one day of fame. I'm famous <laughs> in Little Tokyo, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, my people. people. <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool um, since it was not only in real life, but also being able to be a part of community and being able to give yeah. back in that way. 
No, I saw that on Instagram. I wish I could have made it, but I had to work. Yeah. But I really wanted yeah. to attend. Yeah, well, next time. And anytime, go to Little Turkey. So this is a little plug. Um, there's lots of good food places, lots of good shopping. Um, stop on by. Yeah, and my husband Japanese, yeah. so the in-laws, um, we go there you know, oh, every nice. year um, for New Year's, and it's very special to mm-hmm. my heart too. Cool. Okay, let's get into our hot topic of the Ooh. day. You could kind of segue into that. I know you have some really fun tips that are very exciting. So what are we yeah, talking about today? so I thought we'd talk about branding. Um, oh, you know, it's like I do that for a living. <laughs> um, surprise, surprise, guys. Um, one thing that I always like to say about branding that I hope um, everyone takes away is that branding is not easy, obviously, and that's why everyone talks about it. And there's all these people who um, will take your money to help you with it. But it's simple, right? Like, Branding is just about setting rules for yourself and following them. So take, you know, color, for example, like you set the rule to say, this is my color palette and make sure those are the only colors that you use predominantly. Same with font, same with photo style. And then of course the logo, like, um, I think a little while ago, maybe even now it's, it was kind of trendy to have this sort of various logos if you've seen those Mm, right like they kind of mm -hmm. they call it like different versions of the logo but they kind of they just look like completely different logos for different formats and I don't personally subscribe to that because I think that consistency is really key with branding and so you know I do offer a logo suite for my clients too but that's really just about format like having a rectangle logo and a square logo and you know a brand mark that's just a monogram but they're not different, right? They're just different formats of it resized. And so I think that consistency, cohesiveness, keeping it simple is really the key with branding. Yeah. Did you get my branding book yet? Uh, It's coming to you actually directly. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to use that as like my branding book. Yeah. Branding book. I love the brand book um, because it's sort of a play off of the style guide that a lot of corporations use for their branding's um, guide, essentially. So it's pretty much your rule book, right? It's follow these directions, make sure you're using a logo in these ways, use these colors, like this is your positioning, your messaging. And what's really nice um, that I've heard past clients um, do with it is they can pass it on to say they're like VA or, you know, when they're um, onboarding a new person. I think that it's becoming a lot more affordable and also realistic for entrepreneurs to hire on help. And so as we Mm -hmm. have multiple hands touching the brand, it gets even more critical that we're making sure everyone's stepping to, you know, and marching to the same drumbeat and um, we're all kind of telling the same story together. Totally. I think you said if I'm correct, the North Star. The North Star. Yeah, I love Yeah, the branding, branding North, North Star. Star. So it's kind of like you look at this. Um, branding could actually get confusing. Like, um, oh, I like this. I like this. I saw this on Pinterest. I saw this on Instagram. I want to do this. I want to do that. But you really have to hone in your brand um, and make it as consistent as possible. And I think what I asked you a question um, during one of our calls, about what's your favorite brand? Um, and you said Sephora, Sephora, right? Sephora is one of my favorite. They are so consistent. And, you know, if you have ever shopped there or have their app or, you know, go online, like, you know what I mean? Like they, their color is black and white, you know, they're sort of positioning is always the same. They always come with the same um, expert sort of uh, messaging that's still friendly. Like, 
I think that's why I kind of want to be that designer friend. Sephora feels like that yeah. chic makeup friend, right? And mm-hmm. that's sort of their branding yeah. too. And I I love that sort of consistency, like kill, like hit that ha- nail on the head with the hammer. And that's essentially what successful branding is. And to your point of like seeing all these things and wanting all these things, like sometimes our eyes are bigger than what our brand can handle. And that's why I like using North Star as uh, a way to describe it because there's all these different paths that you can take and they're not necessarily wrong, right? And that's what makes yeah. branding and design so difficult because it's subjective. It's like, I like it yeah. and that's okay. Like you can like all of these things too. Um, but if you have these sort of guidelines in place, you at least know what to choose that's right for you. Not necessarily the right path because there's no such thing, but what's the right option for what you're trying to do with your brand. Yes, I love that. Okay, so that was tip number one. It's pretty loaded. <laughs> It'd be like I would call. Let's just call it the, the North, North Star. Star. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not easy, but it's simple. Just follow the North Star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally it's right, right there. there. Okay, so that brings us to tip, tip number, number two. two. Um, I know a lot of the folks that are going to be listening are wedding pros, and I think what wedding pros have as a huge advantage over other sort of service industries is that a lot of your work is photography based, right? Like whatever you do within a wedding space, like there's always a photographer on site. So you don't have an excuse to not have good photos of your stuff, which means that your photos can be your starting point for your visual identity direction, right? Like, so say someone's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know what colors um, I should pick or, you know, should I just pick my favorite colors? Like you should look at all the photos that you have of your work, your favorite right? The ones that you're going to slap on as the hero image of your website and see what colors look good with that. Um, Whether it's colors that are always present or colors that will complement the colors that are always present. Mm. So um, I think we talked about this with your branding too, Carissa. Um, One of the colors that we have is that teal, right? And I picked that out specifically from one of the hero photos that you have, the it's amazing. I tried to slap it onto everything, like the veil, the door, like it's it yeah, it's house, so yeah. pretty. And so that's one of your colors. And I use um, pink as the main sort of signature color for you because your style is so bright and so light and has this sort of like delightful, you know, happy feeling associated to it. And it looks good with the skin tone that you edit with. So, you know, whether you're a photographer who understands, you know, the color mixes, like think about how you're editing your photos and what colors you're, you know, um, punching up or toning down, those could be places that you start um, as you think about what you want your visual um, identity to look like. That's a great point because sometimes, I coach um, a lot of wedding photographers and we want to come up with, you know, help them with their branding. And I actually just say like, you don't even have to go out and shoot right now. Like just show me your galleries, what you already have. Um, and let's see like, what colors are you drawn to? Um, are you drawn to very bright poppy patterns or are you drawn to all neutrals um, and that more like boho brownish tint? And yeah, it's kind of like, what their eye likes, that's what they're going to be shooting. And then you could develop, you know, your North Star and then give these uh, color palettes to your couples. Um, so your brand is just going to look cohesive um, in the future. Yeah. So then no matter what photo you use on your website, you know, what photos you have on your Instagram grid, like they're all going to look good together because you kind of have um, this tailored 
curated um, color palette going. This season's podcast is sponsored by Photo Booth Supply. Photo Booth Supply helps entrepreneurs start and scale their businesses by creating meaningful experiences with a photo booth. Living in the digital age, anywhere people gather is an opportunity for experience. And what better way to capture those memories than with a photo booth? There has never been an easier way for photographers to scale their businesses, increase their marketing efforts, and maintain cash flow during off-season than with a photo booth like the Salsa Booth. Increase revenue 600 to 800 per event by adding a photo booth to your services so you can make more money and work less. If you don't provide a photo booth, someone else will. So stop leaving money on the table and get yourself a salsa booth today. I love that. Okay, so you could do tip number yeah, three. Yeah, so tip number three is actually a perfect segue from what you were saying of you know looking at your own work and sort of trying to go from there to understand um, what you like. I think that a lot of times when people talk about branding, um, the conversation becomes about, oh, who's your ideal client, right? And that like the whole customer avatar thing is like the big thing. But I kind of want to challenge people to, instead of looking outward at who you're serving, start with yourself and really get a handle on, you know, what it is about you that you want to tell in the branding, right? Because it is, it's definitely important to understand who you're talking to, because that would tailor the way that you talk. But at the same time, like you're not going to be able to fake being a different person. You know what I mean? Like, so just because maybe, you know, your ideal client is, say, someone who is going to love astrology and somehow that's like in your um, customer avatar, like description where they make you write down all these characteristics. But if you don't like astrology, like there's no way to talk to that person, right? Like you can't geek out about, oh, your sun sign and your moon sign. Like none of that is going to like make any sense to you. So I think a lot of that sort of understand self-awareness, self-understanding, like knowing how you want to show up into the space is going to be what's first and foremost needs to be reflected in your branding. Do you have any exercises for that? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing that I've loved seeing people do is they talk to past clients of theirs and sort of like ask Uh them, you know, like, hey, like do as part of maybe you're test- collecting testimonials or collecting, you know, um, reviews or doing surveys, like kind of ask them, like, what is it about me that you enjoyed working with me on this? Or like what? Or like what was, why were you, why drawn, were you to drawn to me? What was the thing that made you book me? Um, you know, what did you enjoy most about working with me? Um, another thing that I think is really cool to see is look at all of your email correspondences that you've had with your client mm-hmm. and kind of mm-hmm. try. I know it's hard. So maybe like start from clients that are a long time ago that maybe you don't remember all of the correspondences with and just read through and like get an idea of like this sort of tone and this um, relationship that you have with your clients and sort of understand like how they see you, how you treat them, you know, because there isn't any right way to speak to your clients or to interact with your clients. Like for some people, it's being friends with them and that works really well. Other times it's having that very clear professional outline, um, like line in the sand. And that doesn't make you cold. It just makes you a professional. And some Mm -hmm. people appreciate that, Mm -hmm. right? Like my sister is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one of those types of people too, where for certain professionals, like she doesn't want someone who's her friend. She wants an authoritative person, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. um, So I think there's 
those two sort of vectors, I think that you want to look at how close you want to be with your clients. Like, is it friendly? Is it more expert? And then also like how you connect with them. Do you, Are you someone that they're going to try to sort of aspire to or someone who they're going to connect with, right? So um, a way that I sort of differentiate that is like Beyonce. I know I'm not going to mm-hmm. be able to be friends with her, right? Like that's, oh my yeah. God, like who do I think I am? The audacity, <laughs> but I look, <laughs> adore her, right? And so that's sort of the relationship. She's a queen. queen. Yeah, don't talk to the queen. Um, and so that's <laughs> obviously a very extreme example, but you know, maybe some people thrive in that kind of relationship with the client and that those are the types of clients that they attract. So understanding, you know, how they see you, how you treat them, how you talk to them, um, is a really good start to understand like what kind of, um, positioning you might use and sort of the language that you use. That's kind of almost like your business approach too. Yeah, totally. So I, I think that, you know, it's all connected, which is what makes it so hard, I think, to try to like pick out just the one bit of it. It's one of those things I think where you're not going to get it for a really long time, to be honest with you. Like you're just going to keep like inching up at knowing yourself and then knowing the business and knowing what you like and, you know, trying to get a feel for the industry. And like, as you sort of climb these different towers, stack these different towers with blocks, they're all going to get to a level one day where it all clicks. And um, I think people get sort of either frustrated on their pursuit of that or think that they're not good enough because they're not getting there or that, you know, they're in the wrong industry because they're not getting it. But I think that it takes people like two, three years at least um, to get to a place after launching their business to be able to say like, okay, like this is who I am and this is what I want to do. And this is, you know, the way that I want to show up for the world. So yeah, it's more like, am I a hey girl, right. hey, hey boss yeah. babe lady, or am I like a hello not, there right. friend? And you're like, not going to know that when you're a baby in your business, like yeah. you have to like come to your totally. own first. Yeah, it definitely feels more comfortable as you keep going. So how many more tips do you have? I mean, I've got tips for days. If <laughs> But yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, look, I, I am here for all the free tips, whatever you need. But yeah, I think what we're kind of talking about with knowing yourself, with um, that, that first bit of it takes a little while. Like I'll also share that most of the clients that I work with are people who's been in business for two, three, even five years before they think about branding. And that's totally okay because I think that first bit is definitely an exercise in understanding yourself and getting a better idea of which one your North Star is. And that's totally, totally fine. Yeah, be yourself. Yeah, be yourself and just do your thing first. Like I think that there's a point in your business where you're too busy doing your business to work on your business, right? And that's, Mm -hmm. I think that is, that you have to go through that. Like kids have to go through the tantrum phase before they become adults. Like I wish that my son yeah. doesn't scream at me every time, you know, I tell him to put <laughs> pants on, but this is, this is the rite of passage. And one day he'll wear underwear and I, I have to believe it. I wanted to ask you one powerful question before we get into like the rapid fire questions. Okay. But Lisa, what is your biggest accomplishment? Like in life or in business? Well, I guess life, like Business, business life. life. Yeah. <laughs> I think in business life, my biggest accomplishment is exactly what I was kind of just talking about, like understanding myself um, and, and knowing that 
the way that I am is perfectly fine to serve the people who need a person like me. A lot of times, even within like the sort of entrepreneur space, right? Like there's trends, there's, you know, the the best practices. And I always sort of fell out, felt like I was outside of that because one, I had a corporate life before. Two, I was this like, you know, weird hybrid. And three, like I didn't want to niche down. I wanted to be able to do yeah. a lot of different things. And you know, I, I felt like maybe I didn't belong in this space for a really long time. Uh-huh. But I just kept kind of I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll just keep trekking along. And I've been trekking along. And yeah. to, to the day, I think now we're coming up to five years that I've been um, wow. doing the business. And I finally feel like, oh, actually, like this is all of those past stuff has been sort of a scavenger hunt in getting all of these pieces that I need to be you know, this one-stop shop, like the thing that no one else can really do the way that I do it. And that's amazing, right? And I think being able to say that about myself and being proud of the work that I do is kind of a big accomplishment for me. Oh, I love that. And just like Steve Jobs says, like you can't connect the dots forward, but you could connect the dots looking back. That's That's kind of just what you said. And yeah. So when you said the scavenger hunt, I was like, ooh, I got mm. chills because it is kind of like the scavenger hunt. Like some days you're like, what am I doing? Like, is it even worth that? But then you look back and you're like, oh, I so needed that day to happen and like that failure to happen or that pitfall or that, you know, day of crime because something bad happened because it catapulted me or like propelled me to this this moment right now or taught me like a very important lesson. 100%. So yeah, great. everything happens for a reason, as long as you give it a reason. Yes. Um, okay, so let's do some more fun Ooh. rapid fire right. questions. I don't want to start negative, <laughs> but I was going to say like, what was the your biggest perceived failure and how did you overcome it? <laughs> I had such a shitty 2020, which is I think everyone's story mm. too, but I was – literally like, oh my God, I'm like making negative money right now. And mm, that was totally. also all the all subscriptions, the subscriptions yeah. all of like, I'm paying for all this stuff. And like, I have not like my weddings got canceled. And also like I had shifted my business a little bit where I was like, oh, I want to like license artwork and only focus on that. Because again, like, you know, thinking I have to niche down on stuff. And I mm-hmm. had like, I sent out so many cold pitches. No one said anything. Wow. I wasn't wow. getting any gigs. And I was like, oh, like, yeah. holy crap. Um, I need to like get a job or something. Wow. Um, and uh-huh. it really, really sucked for me. And I, the way that I got out of it was I was talking to my husband about it. And I was like, oh, like, this is really shitty. Like, I'm so sorry, you know. And he's just like, why are you, yeah. like, why are you sorry? Aww. Like, it's fine. Like, we're fine. We're alive. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. We are alive, which is, you know, in this post-pandemic era, like, we real, we really sort of realize that health is our number one thing. And if we have mm-hmm, family and if mm-hmm. we're healthy, like, there's always a next time and a tomorrow that you can kind of get through. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I also was like, who cares? Like, no one has to know that I had a really shitty year. Well, now everyone does because I'm talking about it. But, you know, I, I had this yeah. weird shame <laughs> about it as if like everyone knew mm-hmm. this and was like super like, oh, look at Lisa, like trying to do this like business thing and she's failing. But like, no one cares, you know, and in, in, in a both good yeah. and bad way. So you get to do whatever you want because no one fucking cares. Like, they're all too busy with their own lives, you know, and um, totally. that sort of 
got me out of my funk and say like, okay, well, you know, we're just going to keep on trucking. We're going to rebrand. We're going to relaunch the website and, you know, just be me. And here I am. And now you're crushing it and you're working for me and a bunch of other people too. I mean, working with Carissa Wu is literally like the highlight of the career. So I've made Ah, it, guys. You have to say that. (laughs) I'm paying you to say that. (laughs) But you blew up like my business, like, you know, Gabby, because we can't events is our friend and her branding just spot on. So you did that for her many years ago. I love her branding. Oh, and she's just adorable. Um, too. Like she, she's yeah. a really good example too of she knows herself or I think it's intuitive mm-hmm. too because like she yeah. doesn't try to calculate or anything. She just is Gabby everywhere all the time. And so it's really totally. easy to sort of put in a branding that works with that. And she is very consistent because she doesn't front anything. Totally. Yeah. We love her. Okay. So on a positive note, what are you most excited about for 2021, which is kind of midway over or 2022? This coming year, I'm really excited about, you know, again, sort of repositioning um, myself in this space of going back to working with entrepreneurs. Um, I was Mm. taking that sort of stepping away thinking that I wanted to do something else specifically, but I realize now that I can do whatever I want and everything that I want to do. And wow. so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to come back to the space because working with entrepreneurs like really energize me. Like when I'm feeling really funky about my own business, when I'm talking mm. to someone who's like so good at what they do and so passionate mm. about it and just so excited at this like new place in their business where they're, you know, understanding their branding and, you know, wanting to take that next step. Like it makes me feel happy again. I'm like, oh yeah, like this is awesome. Like having your own business is awesome and showing up in this space is awesome and being vulnerable and, you know, like doing this thing, even though it's so hard is really, really cool. And I have this sense of camaraderie again with people. So I'm really excited for this. I think that means like you're in the right place. I think so too. Yeah. They say like follow like where you feel energized, right? Yeah. So, you know, this podcast or my podcast is called Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. It's about getting that heck yes from your dream client, dream, dream person. Um, So do you have any tips on how you get a heck yes to landing your clients? You know, the easiest way that I've gotten heck yeses are always referrals. Um, which is okay. not something that you can always design. And it's um, something that I've been very fortunate to be able to have. But it's just doing your thing, right? Is how you get referrals. Like you do your thing with the people that you love, and then they will point you to all of the people that they love who are going to love you too. And so I think being authentic with yourself, being a being authentically you, being a unique weirdo of a you um, is what is going to attract those ideal clients who are going to say like, you're not like anybody else that I've worked with because you shouldn't be, right? Like you are you. Um, There's no one else like you in the world. Unless you're trying to be someone else, then you're going to, you know, come off as this like template person, which no one wants to work with. Well, actually, some people probably do want to work with that, too. But that's not your ideal client. Your ideal client is, yeah, it's exhausting, too. Like, I cannot, like, if someone else tells me to not put exclamation marks on my email, I'm going to, like, barf because I, it's, it just, (laughs) like, five times. Um, And that would be so exhausting to try to edit that out. And, yeah, it's, I think it's just being yourself and understanding what that is and being unabashedly, shamelessly like you. I love that. I mean, I I totally agree. 
I think when people ask me what's the best part of, you know, my job or my business is I get to be myself. You know, I could say very um, inappropriate stories about myself and just, you know, word vomit, whatever I want and just be, just be me. Um, Corporate's a little bit different. (laughs) It's very political. Sometimes you could be you, but you know, for the most part, you should probably not be you. <laughs> I know. I was, I was actually famous at Disney for always like dropping F-bombs at my meetings yeah. that I run, but I did have some decorum when I was at someone else's meeting. Oh, <laughs> See, so, I had, so I had to be You're like, this yeah, is this is my meeting, meeting yeah. so fuck y'all. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so you. I can totally imagine you. <laughs> They're like, um, okay. This, this email is fucking important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you like where everyone could find you and about the freebie that you're generously offering to our viewers, um, listeners, but I'll ask you one more question, but yeah, tell us where to find yeah, you. Yeah. So you can find me at Alette Studio. That's E-L-L-E-T-T-E studio.com. Um, that's the same for my Instagram handle too. Uh, and the freebie that I have is because we're all wedding pros and you guys have all these beautiful photos that you could work with. Um, I have a free Canva template that you can use where you can pop in all the photos that sort of represents who you are and build a color palette off of that. So you could build your mood board and then from the Canva sort of functionality pick out the colors that you like and then you'll have your sort of color guide and there's a little instruction in there too on how to use it so you can grab that from alettestudio.com slash heck yes dang that's so generous of you hopefully it'll be fun and if you have any questions about it too like you know where to find me now i'm your new designer friend like i love talking to people and answering any questions um so yeah let me know yeah and i highly 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 recommend using working with lisa for your branding, designs, everything. <laughs> one one shop st- stop, no, Lisa. <laughs> I branded you. you That's your name. Yeah, I need you. Have- okay, so yes. Last question is: What advice do you have for either wedding designers or wedding creatives or wedding photographers? Your one my advice. One ad- in one, the my one advice, I think, as you're going in your business, is don't take it too seriously. Which I think, you know. It is amazing to sort of treat it like a grind, you know, hustle and, you know, Mm -hmm. get in there. But you lose a little bit of the magic, I think, of who you are. Like, unless that is your brand, right? Like the the always busy, you know, running on coffee, like fuel. And if that's like what you want to run with, definitely go with it. But you're going to get touched out and you're going to feel burnt out if – like you, mm. you can't stop and like laugh at yourself for posting a reel that only got 163 views, which is mine. Like I have no idea why that reel is not doing so well. I think no one likes my glasses or something. I have no idea. But, you know, <laughs> being able to laugh about that and not beating yourself up over it, I think will work with any business um, where, yeah, just have fun. This is, um, it's so fun to run your own business. And so like, I love, you are very playful and have that kind of childlike spirit in your business. And you know, life is a game, right? It's a game. Yeah. I I think it's because I'm married to a child. It's like you're losing. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I have a large um, child and a two small children. That's probably why (laughs) the playfulness. Oh, Stu's pretty playful yeah, too. Yeah, he's such a goof. <laughs> a goofy guy. 
Well, it was so great chatting. I think this is very informative to all the listeners out there. And even to me, I learned a lot. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.